Welcome to episode 8 of Your Hearth at Home. My name is Tara and I am so grateful that you are here. Today I am so excited to be speaking with Mike Reed of SoundQuest. He is a musician, a sound healer, and a world adventurer. This episode is full of so many gems. Mike shares the story of his first sound bath, what his journey was like, and his experience after. He shares about sound and vibration as a means of healing, including the use of your own voice as the most potent healing instrument we have. And I personally really appreciated his feedback on this as mantra has been a very important part of my personal journey. Mike describes how his offerings work and the way in which the instruments each affect us mentally and physically. He also provides an awesome meditation and nap hack um, through the use of binaural beats. So be sure to keep an ear out for that. Without further ado, I am so grateful to be able to share Mike's story with you in this space. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Your Hearth at Home. I am so grateful that you are here. I am so excited to be joined by Mike Reed of SoundQuest. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. So this is a really exciting episode. We're talking all about sound and vibration, which has played a huge role in my path. And so I'm really excited to hear just maybe some context about your journey and where you started and how you came to discover and utilize and share sound. Yeah, um, well, it all started from way back when I was um, a young kid. I've been involved in music in some capacity uh, since pretty much as far back as I can remember. Uh, my family is a very musical family. Everyone in my family plays music. And um, so it was just always part of, you know, it was always around, you know. And, um, I started on piano and then I switched to um, guitar at the age of 10 or 11. And I think I had my first band formed by the time I was in seventh grade. So I was like 12 and we, did our own concert in front of the school and um and then i switched to drums actually as a teenager became a drummer and um i lived in california at the time so what was cool back then in the 90s was you know punk rock in southern california so i was the drummer for uh punk bands and um you know, I'd, I'd just been part of music uh, all the way up till now, you know, um, and I've been in several bands as an adult, uh, mostly as a drummer. And um, I remember the first time I actually discovered sound and music um, as a form of like healing, as a form of um, holistic health and wellness. I believe I was about 30, 31. And I was at a yoga studio in California. 
and there was a sound bath happening. I'm like, oh, cool. What do you do here? You know, and, and I laid down at the sound bath event that this woman was putting on and she took us on a big journey. And I, I remember she was using you know, bowls and ocean drums and um, she had all kinds of things. And I remember coming out of there just vibrating on a whole different level. Like, wow, what just happened to me? And I had to sit in my car. I remember afterwards, just like for half an hour, just coming back down to get grounded so I could actually drive. <laughs> and that's why at my events, I, I say to people, you know, um, if you don't feel grounded yet, there's no rush to go drive your car because you might still be like floating out there in, in space somewhere. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, that, that experience really um, turned me on to the fact that you can use music and sound to actually heal the body, the mind, the soul. And I instantly knew like I could do that. You know, I had a connection with it right away. And so I started researching it and looking into it and learning about it. And I went down this path, you know, that's taken me from, you know, being a musician for entertainment to now where I'm, I guess I'm still performing in a way uh, in my live events, but uh, it's for a whole different purpose. And it's, um, it's, it's been this journey of just sort of working with a friend of mine um, with her shamanic practice and doing sort of the sound for her uh, and her groups, her circles, while she does the shamanic work, the shamanic journey. And um, you probably know her, Angela Prider. Um, anyway, so I, I started working with her and that sort of uh, turned into a three-piece thing where her, um, my friend Elise and- Elise has been on the podcast. Oh, okay, good, yeah. So the three of us would do these cacao ceremonies where Elise would serve up the cacao, Angela would do the shamanic journey and the work with the people, and then I would do sort of a sound bath in there. And uh, we did a few of those events before I actually ventured off on my own and um, went from uh, one location in East Vancouver. Uh, and over about 18 months, it's, go it's grown from just one event per month to now like well, before this whole COVID-19, it was up at 15, 16 events per month all throughout the Lower Mainlands, you know, from Fort Langley, the Tri-Cities, Vancouver, Squamish, Whistler. And I was even doing uh, one event a month up at Sun Peaks. And Very cool. Using that as an excuse to um, go snowboarding and do an event as well. So... You know, uh, it really grew fast and it was really successful. And I'm looking forward to uh, serving that to everyone again in real life. Right now, I've uh, been doing live stream sound baths from home, just in my living room. Um, and they've been going really well. And it's just by donation because I know that people are, a lot of people are having a hard time financially right now. So, you know, it's just whatever people feel is appropriate for them right now they can send donation and you know that's been nice but i'm definitely looking forward to um 
serving this experience in real life again soon. Mm. Yeah, it's such a beautiful offering. Um, what you're what you're sharing, and Angela also speaking of Angela has some offerings, and so many people um, in this community stepping forwards and and sharing their medicine as best they can in mm-hmm. the circumstances. So, just huge gratitude to you for 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 stepping forward and for doing that, because it is really healing at this time, especially when it's so needed. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of people tuning into the live streams and um, definitely feeling like I'm, I'm feeling a demand here. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's quite nice. You know, it's enriching to be able to serve something that comes naturally to me and um, it can benefit a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So stepping back into that first experience of yours. Can you tell us, so for somebody who perhaps is listening, who's never experienced this, could you share with us your first, your first time in a sound bath and kind of what you experienced in that space? Yeah, it's kind of hard to put into words sometimes, you know, the experience, um, because it is a little different for each person and it's different for each person each time depending on what you're coming into the experience with. Right. And so I, I recall, you know, just uh, being taken on a journey and having sort of visuals and um, having sort of different um, memories and aspects of my life come to the forefront. And um, I think it's because I, I've been someone who's, who's always had a hard time with just meditation on its own, like meditating by myself, sitting there, trying to reach that, you know, that state of meditation or what, what's called a theta brainwave state usually. And um, with sound, it helps you achieve that meditation almost involuntarily. Right. So it's really good for people who want to meditate, but have a hard time um, calming the mind and the nervous system on their own. Right. So um, I think for me, it was the first time I really experienced like what meditation is. Right. And that was quite profound. And um, I remember just accessing a different part of my mind as well you know it's like it accesses the subconscious mind right and it brings things to the surface sometimes that you can analyze about yourself and and think from a different perspective like okay this is what i've been doing in my life or this is how you know you just think of different aspects of your life like relationships or where you're going your direction in the world and um you're kind of accessing a different part of the mind and you can really kind of sometimes in a sound bath, you can come to some um, conclusions or some, you know, epiphanies or aha moments, you know, that you wouldn't otherwise access with the beta brainwave, which is just like our waking consciousness, our busy mind or doing mind, mm. you know? So I think that's what I experienced the first time. 
that's that's profound <laughs> yeah yeah so um how does do you have a recommendation so if someone's coming in like you mentioned it it kind of every journey is different and you come mm -hmm. in and, and it depends on what you perhaps come in with as, as a one of the variables is there prep that someone can do in advance of attending um, a sound journey to perhaps um, have it be most effective if that's yeah well you know over time i've worked out sort of how to get people in the zone mm -hmm. so when i first started doing this i would just go right into the sound bath and just immediately start with the sound okay lie down and then just away we went but i realized that there needed to be a little bit of separation from you know the rest of the day the rest of your life and just sort of get present in that space so i you know i have like sort of a ritual i do before we begin uh, a sound bath which is a lot like a lot longer in my 90 minute live in-person events uh than what i've been doing with the live stream events because i really only have um 60 minutes on instagram live so i have to kind of speed that process up a bit mm. but anyway it, it, it involves breath work first of all i start with an explanation about what sound is or sound healing is so that it gives the mind some information and some scientific evidence almost like that the mind needs to just say okay this is actually a legitimate thing and it's going to work right and that settles like the analytical mind and then we do some breath work just one round of breath work and that sort of gets people out of the mind and into the body or you know the benefits of breath work i'm sure and then i do um, this yoga nidra practice or ritual that is like a body scanning technique that gets people nice and settled in and centered and then i begin with the sound and i just take people on the on the journey in a specific uh, order of instruments that i've sort of designed that is most effective so, uh, other than that, though, if people want to prime themselves for the experience even more, they can definitely do things on their own, like maybe um, turn their cell phones off an hour before and just sort of get sort of present with themselves and minimize any outside distractions and, um, you know, do whatever they need to do to sort of declutter their mind. Um, in advance of the experience mm. definitely help mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so um in terms of the that beautiful explanation that you provide to to combat analytical mind could you tell us a bit more about like those those actual physiological benefits of sound and how it actually works in our body yeah yeah so um, what happens with these instruments, I have them behind me, I, but for those of you who can't see, I guess no one can see, you're not going to be showing the video, but it's uh, gongs and uh, bowls. I got a shirty box, an ocean drum, um, chimes, koshi bells, and um, 
the Shruti box. And I use several other instruments, but what these instruments do, especially the gongs and the bowls, is they emanate the full spectrum of the human hearing range. And um, that is typically, depending on your age or your um, capacity for hearing, is usually about 20 to 20,000 hertz. So that's like the spectrum of what the human ear can perceive. And so with the gongs, especially, that's why I use the gongs as sort of the main event in my uh, sound baths. I, I spend the most time on the gongs because I find them to be the most effective. Um, so they emanate the full spectrum all at once. So the all the overtones and vibrations and frequencies that can be perceived are kind of coming in uh, all at once. And so that confuses the part of the mind that's thinking, like the thinking mind that's um, trying to grasp onto things it's hearing, like you're hearing me speak right now, right? So you're interpreting my words and the brain is, is interpreting them as information and making sense of these words and sentences, right? So that part of the mind, it, it gets so confused that uh, it gives up thinking because it's hearing everything all at once. So it's just like it can't comprehend all the, all the vibrations and overtones and frequencies. So then what happens, it gives up thinking and you fall into what's called a theta brainwave state, which is meditation. So that's why it's almost like an involuntary meditation. And then when you're there, your body goes through its own self-healing process because your nervous system switches over from the sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic nervous system. So you're now in rest and digest mode, right? And so you're in this sort of non-thinking rest and digest place where the body systems start to kick in, like the immune system, uh, the nervous system, it's in the parasympathetic side, the adrenals, everything calms down and realigns and resets and restores. And you come out of this experience, uh, you know, feeling reset. You feel like, wow, that was, I feel great, ideally, you know. And, um, and that's why I think that um, people are really tuning into this um, medicine right now, I think sound healing is becoming more and more popular as people discover it because it's, it's very effective in this way. You know, it can resolve the emotional body if you're having difficult emotions. You know, it can, it can do all kinds of wonderful things for the body, mind, and, and soul. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, this is going to be the medicine of the future, to be honest. Mm. And it's yeah. nice that it's so approachable. Like yeah. when I first started meditating, I, I already, before I even tried it, I thought I couldn't do it because mm -hmm. it sounds challenging um, versus like a sound bath. You just go and lie down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really passive. You just lie down and you don't have to do anything. Yeah. You just lie down and receive it. Yeah. The only work that you do with my uh, experience is you just do one round of breath work and then your work is done and then you can just 
lay back and receive. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And perhaps you can clarify this just because I've heard the different terms. Soundscape versus sound bath versus sound journey. Are they all mm. the same thing? Yeah, I mean, um, like a sound journey might be a little different depending on who's facilitating the experience mm. right um but you know i'm i'm my experience is um is all about relaxation and it's all about resting relaxing resetting the nervous system you know um feeling more restored and whole within yourself and it's not so much about, um, you know, any other form of, um, of holistic wellness, like, you know, a shamanic journey, or um, it's not about the breath work, although I do um, use breath work to settle into the experience. Um, it's just about the sound, you know, the effects, the positive effects of, of sound healing. Right. It's very straightforward. It's nothing too complicated about it. Um, so I, I'm the guy to come to if you want to just relax and reset and feel, you know, um, relief from difficult emotions. Do you find that people have emotion, like um, visible emotional releases during your experiences? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I always say, like, um, if I do a sound bath for 40 people, you know, I'm going to have 40 different reputations or 40 different experiences are going to take place, right? So people um, come in with different things. And some people are dealing with real challenges in their life and they come to the sound bath. And yes, I've seen um, people have emotional purges or emotional releases throughout the sound bath experience, you know. And it's a beautiful thing because it's it's um, helping that energy move within them and ultimately heal. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Please pardon the interruption in this wonderful podcast episode. I'd like to take a moment to share with you the opportunity to be in community and supported in your at-home practice of self-love. I invite you to join the Sacred Circle Collective. This is a group of like-hearted people who gather at each quarter moon to complete a practice, whether that be meditation, movement, breath work, or any of the other fun stuff that we get up to in the space. This collective is about setting aside one hour each week to invest in yourself. If you are listening to this podcast episode, then I believe that you are conscious, curious, and open to practicing self-love. Click the link in the show notes for further information and to claim your first month free. That's all replays, four live practices, and the chance to be in this community at no charge with no obligation. I am so grateful and excited to share this space with you, and I can't wait to see you in there. And now, back to the podcast. And um, 
I know that you've mentioned the gong as kind of one of like the kind of main event. Would you say that that's also your favorite or I don't know if you have a favorite, but um, maybe could you share a little bit more about which instruments you love and why you love them? Yeah. Um, I love them all, you know, for different <laughs> reasons. It's like comparing apples and oranges, you know, yeah. um, a crowd favorite is definitely like something that I, I hear reoccurring people commenting about is the ocean drum. And because it sounds like the waves of the ocean. And then I use that at the beginning, um, usually to get people really relaxed because it's super relaxing. And um, yeah, a lot of people come up to me afterwards and say that was the, their favorite part. Um, I like the gongs, you know, I love um, playing the gongs. Uh, maybe it's because I'm a drummer and gongs are kind of percussive. And, um, you know, I, I like to play the, the, the gongs a lot. And I like to explore different types of gongs and um, there are all their different tones and frequencies. Right now I have what's called a chow gong, which is an untuned gong. And I complement it with um, a planetary gong by Paiste, um, the Jupiter gong. So that's tuned gong. So I have an untuned gong and a tuned gong playing um, at the same time. And they, they, they work really well together. Um, I also like the Shruti box and I like to do my throat singing over the, th the Shruti box. And, um, I'm befriending the didgeridoo. I'm taking lessons from a friend of mine, Shine Edgar in Vancouver. And um, it's definitely not ready to be, uh, I I'm definitely not ready to um, show it uh, at a live experience yet. You know, I'm still working on the circular breath, but I really love the didgeridoo as well. Yeah. Mm. I'm just, yeah, I'm overwhelmed by the instruments that are even mm -hmm. out there like that when I look at your setup and then like, it's just like, what are these things? <laughs> yeah. 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 They're definitely not your typical, you know, Western instruments that you see guitars and drums and mm -hmm. things like that. Piano. It's, it's, uh, they're a whole different thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would love to ask you about the throat singing because mm. part of my, the, the reason why vibration, well, how vibration came to me was through mantra. So I was using my voice as the instrument to move the energy through my body. Right. And, um, I, and I, I, I don't know the mechanics of throat singing. I believe it's very different than what I do in my own mantra practice. Could mm -hmm. you share a little bit more about throat singing and what that is? Um, yeah, you know, it's something that I learned on my own. And um, I remember going to a sound bath with Matthew Kosel. I don't know if you, you know him. He's, he's from here in Vancouver. Okay. He's been doing this similar thing a very long time. Oh my goodness. And I did go to his experience last month. Oh, good. Vancouver. Okay. I did. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That was my first yeah, he's, yeah. I went to one of his in uh, salt cave. Like, That's in North where Van. I went. 
friend. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. And uh, that's when I first heard throat singing. I was like, wow, what is he doing? And um, I think he actually offers, like, um, lessons. Or he, he does, a like, a workshop on throat singing as well. So it might be something to uh, check out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah, so I just... That was the first time I heard throat singing. And then I said, what is he doing? And I started working on it kind of on my own. And I finally figured it out. It's just this weird way of <clears throat> bending your tongue, I guess. And it, it sounds almost like a whistle coming through in your throat. It's like this overtoning, a vocal overtoning uh, sound. So um, I find it's very effective uh, in a sound bath because Again, it's like kind of hitting all those frequencies and overtones. Um, and it's it's like the full spectrum sound experience. So, yeah, I add that in over top of the Shruti box uh, when I play. And I usually do it, uh, you know, I just chant the Om. I do an Om chant on different octaves and um, <clears throat> play the bowls along with it as well. So when you're delivering this beautiful experience, what kind of effect does it have on your body? Like, because yeah. you're right um, in it. <laughs> totally. You know, I, sometimes, you know, um, I, you know, honestly, I come into the sound bath maybe a little bit tired or like a little bit low energy, maybe, let's say. Depends on whatever, whatever happened that day. Mm. But when I start playing or, you know, um, doing the sound bath, like I'm also receiving these vibrations and sounds as well. So I often find that it's very healing for me, even though I'm working, even though I'm putting the sound bath on, like I'm still getting a lot of the um, therapeutic benefits from, from it. And, and you know, it, it is uh, known that using your voice uh, is one of the most effective sound healing techniques using your own voice to chant and maybe do some mantras or um, different vowels like ah uh, is it's it's a heart vibration the a h ah uh, that if you tune into your heart and start chanting ah uh, you know um, that that's a heart opener just so you know uh, it's a beautiful process. So, um, Om is, uh, it's the sound of the vibration of the universe, of the cosmos. So when you're chanting Om, you're tuning into your connection to all other living beings, nature, the universe. You're becoming one with it all. That's what Om is all about. So, Om is another great uh, way to... Um, use your voice for sound healing. And is that what you would recommend? So between your offerings, if someone wants to kind of continue to do some homework per se, to continue their work on their own, um, is that what you recommend kind of um, using mantra? I know that there's also, you know, 
like YouTube videos and even you have your Vimeo offering yes. um, where you can listen to something. Like how do you, what's, what would you recommend as the best avenue to kind of maintain between in-person experiences? Um, yeah, you can definitely um, experience this anytime uh, from home. You know, I have this Vimeo on demand online. It's coming to Amazon video direct soon as well. And um, that's definitely a way you can. And I've, I've done this with Hubcast Media, this experience, and it's really high quality recording. So it's almost like being there with me in real life. It's like this virtual sound bath experience. So you can download that at vimeo.com slash on demand slash sound bath sanctuary. And you can have it with you anytime and just tune into it um, through your phone or on your computer. Um, but yeah, another way is to um, work on some vocal chanting uh, on your own time. You know, just chant, just see what it's like. Just um, sit there one day and observe how you feel before you begin. And just notice your sensations and your emotions, whatever. Just tune into yourself. And then spend 10 minutes just chanting oh, oh. And you can maybe get yourself a bowl or a shruti box something that you can play that gives yourself or gives you a uh, sort of a note or a frequency to refer back to while you chant and when you're done just see how you feel and you might be amazed at uh, change in your vibration do you think like 10 minutes of that or how long would you recommend um i do it in my morning ritual and I usually do about um, 10 to 15 minutes. Cool. Uh, lately, I've been doing uh, this mantra called Shreem Brzee. Mm. And it's um, this mantra. Um, I'd have to um, look up who discovered this vibrational frequency mantra. But Shreem Brzee is the same vibration as abundance and um, uh, yeah, you're turning into the frequency of abundance, right? So in the morning, I've been doing Shreem Brzee with my Shruti box 108 times. Yeah. So I just do 108 mantras of Shreem Brzee in the morning. And, and uh, you know, it feels good. So I know I feel better afterwards and mm. it tunes me into that frequency of, of abundance and and um, and I think what you vibrate, you attract, right? So that's, mm. you know, seems to be working so far pretty well. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any other, um, like perhaps even outside of, of sound, uh, this podcast, this offering is kind of all about ways to come back to yourself to nourish the sanctuary within and outside of sound is there anything else that you practice perhaps in your rituals or just things that you do to nourish yourself like acts of self-love yeah um every morning i have a 
morning ritual and I, I follow it to a T and it takes about one hour and um, I just, uh, I turn on music. Like I, I, I listen to specific music um, on my, on my wireless speaker there. And um, I just listen to um, ohms chanting. I listen to bowls. I listen to, you know, music like you would hear in Shavasana at a yoga class. It's really like grounding, um, nice, gentle music. And I start to ask myself empowering questions, right? I have a whole list of empowering questions. And I have a list of um, incantations and affirmations. And so, you know, for example, um, you know, who do I love in my life? Who loves me? Um, how can I make the most out of this day? What am I grateful for? And I really like tune into those answers and feel them. And, you know, I have affirmations and incantations, you know, um, with everything uh, in all areas of my life, you know, just things, words that I say or, or word, little sentences that I tell myself, right? Um, like I'm so happy and grateful now that I have this nice space that I live in and a warm, soft bed to sleep in at night. I'm so grateful and that I have a good family and good people around me. I'm so happy and grateful that, you know, things like that. Mm. Um, and I just try to prime my emotional state to start the day. Um, and then I have my goals that I look at every morning. I look at my goals that I've written out. And, um, yeah, then I do the chanting, the Shreem Brzee or whatever it is, the alms or I tune in I do some vocal toning and then I practice my didgeridoo lately I've been doing that every morning and um, and then I like to journal I find like having a brain dump is is really helpful just getting all your thoughts out on I type it out I probably should write it I heard writing it on paper is better but I, I type way faster so Typing is what I do. And, um, and then I try to work out. I try to go for a workout, either go for a hike or um, kayaking or a run or doing some yoga. You know, especially right now, I'm just working out at home. I'm just doing things, anything but the gym, you know. Um, and then I start my day. You know, and that usually... Uh, you can't help but have a good day after all that. Yeah, that's a lot of self-love. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. May, may I ask, are your goals like a mixture of short and long-term or short-term or long-term? Um, you know, I don't necessarily do long, long-term goals. Like, mm. you know, because the way I look at it, it's like, you know, how do you know where you're really going to be in 10 years? You know, you meet, you might meet someone in like an elevator or something and they give you their card and then your life goes in some different direction. You don't know what's going to happen. So I like to set um, goals for like 90 days, like mm -hmm. quarterly goals. And I can usually stay on track with quarterly goals. 
and then the next quarter comes like every 90 days I'll review and see where I'm at and then you know set the next 90 day goals and that usually works for me pretty well and that's how I built SoundQuest really is just sort of like okay by the end of this 90 days I want to have five different locations and then the next 90 days it's like I want to have 10 locations and then you know I want to be doing this I want to have this online event thing happening you know so that's really how I I guess I live my life 90 days at a time kind of thing that's cool yeah that's really cool <laughs> So, and in terms of building SoundQuest, I'm so happy that you brought this up because I actually really wanted to ask you, like when, when one undergoes such a venture, especially in your field, there's quite a financial expense to, well, I mean, I guess in any, in any business, just thinking yeah. about your instruments, right? Like the, yeah. the investments associated with that. Um, yes how did you navigate any resistances that came up how did you um just work through what will naturally come up when you're investing and and creating a business yeah i remember uh when i bought my first gong it was like a two thousand dollar gong and i was like oh my god what am i doing <laughs> right um because nothing had happened yet right like I hadn't seen any success yet. So I was like, I don't know, like, why am I buying this gong? Like, and, um, and now I look back and if I didn't buy the gong, like, I don't think I would have had the same thing happening because the gong is so central to this experience. If I didn't just take that risk, I wouldn't have anything uh, to offer nearly as you know what's going on today right it's like I just took the risk you know I didn't it didn't feel comfortable at the time it was kind of scary but exciting at the same time and you know I'm glad I did you know and I think that's almost like when you take risks like that like little I mean two thousand dollars isn't like an insane amount of money but it's 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 quite a you know it it was it was a good chunk of change for me at the time. And, and, um, I don't know. I think that doing, taking actions like that, it's almost like you're telling the universe, like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let's make this happen. And it's like a manifestation, uh, tool or something. Like, it's like, you just, you're telling the universe, like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm all in. Let's make this happen. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, But the way that the 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 model that I've designed my business around is, you know, once I bought all my instruments and everything, you know, maybe I've invested, I don't know, um, I've I've invested like over ten thousand dollars, let's say, in the instruments. and that gradually happened over time. So like when I, you know, make more money, I would buy a new bowl or when I felt it was time to buy a new gong, like, okay, now I'm ready. I can afford a new gong. And I kind of just bootstrapped my way forward. And, um, I also designed it in a way where it was pretty low risk too, because I initially I was 
going to um, open up like a location, almost like I had this vision of having like a location, like a like a yoga studio or like a float tank center, but for for sound healing specifically, right? Where I would have had to like take out a lease and invest like way more overhead and have like ongoing monthly expenses. Um, but I decided to take this other path, which is you know, um, partner with people that already have spaces like yoga studios and, you know, do one event a month and, and just do like have a partnership with other space owners. So that I think was a really good call for me because, you know, look what happened now with this COVID-19 thing. Um, you know, I really didn't take too much of a loss, you know, besides like, not doing the events that I would normally be doing. You know, at least I don't have like uh, significant ongoing overhead costs to cover in my business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 The only, then you just have to bring your instruments around. <laughs> it is a lot of lugging around. Yeah, that's for sure. It's definitely, um, there's some heavy lifting involved. <laughs> Yeah. Especially if the yoga studio is like three stories upstairs or something like that. Like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. But um it's not it's not that bad. It's not that bad, you know. It's the choice Relative. that you make, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it all fits in my little car, surprisingly. You know, it all fits in there nice and neat. <laughs> So is there anything else that you feel called to share that might benefit someone um, that's interested in, in pursuing sound um, as, a, as a method of their healing or anything just in general that you feel would be good to leave in this space? Um, yeah, you know, if you're interested in becoming a practitioner, I would say, uh, start attending other people's sound baths and, you know, just get curious about what they're doing. And, you know, obviously whoever wants to be a practitioner um, is going to bring their own unique style to the table. Right. And, but you can still, you know, um, get a feel for like what it's important to know what it's like, on the other side, like what it's like for the person experiencing the sound bath. So it's important to receive these experiences for yourself. So you know, like what works and what doesn't and, and what you like and what you don't like. So then you can just sort of mix it all into your own unique offering. Um, But for those people who um, don't want to be like a practitioner, but they want to use sound to work into their everyday life um, as a way to meditate or, you know, um, heal themselves. There's a, there's a whole bunch of things online that you can do. Um, You can listen to um, healing sounds like binaural frequencies on Spotify. Um, I like to do, if I'm taking an afternoon nap, for example, I like to have a theta nap, right? And you listen to theta binaural beats in your headphones and, you know, lie down for 
half an hour, 45 minutes, and you come out of it feeling completely reset and re-energized for the rest of the day. Um, you can start buying yourself your own instruments and working with them at home. You can play the gong and receive the benefits of the gong by playing it and sort of having a meditation with your gong. Um, yeah, it's, it's really endless. There's, there's so many things right now that are coming out. Um, and anybody can message me anytime for um, information that I can help them with to um, find their path with sound healing. And where can uh, everyone find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, uh, instagram.com slash sound underscore quest, or just look up sound quest in the search on Instagram and uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash sound quest dot sound healing. And um, you can also find me on Vimeo, vimeo.com slash on demand slash sound bath sanctuary. Beautiful. Well, I'm just so grateful for your endless knowledge on this topic. And I really, really appreciate your offerings um, in my personal healing. <laughs> so thank you. Yes, my pleasure. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, connecting with you uh, and anybody who wants to come to my live events. I think we are on track to start um, getting things back to normal. It sounds like june here in bc the government is starting to phase in um you know things like restaurants cafes and hopefully yoga studios and venues like that i work in so um yeah definitely looking forward to uh, serving this experience in real life again yes and your schedule would be found on like on your platforms when this yes. all sorts out Beautiful. Yeah, it'll be on my Facebook page, Instagram, um, and I have a Linktree account as well that I have all my events on. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing all of this knowledge. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. My pleasure. I so appreciate how Mike shared so much valuable knowledge in this episode, not only from his professional experience, but from his personal practices, which continue to serve and elevate him. Please, please make sure that you go and check him out both on Facebook and Instagram. The links are in the show notes. Also, since recording this episode, Mike has live events on the schedule, which are in fact selling out. So if you live in the Lower Mainland, head to his Facebook and see if you can get into one of these amazing, magical experiences. Also, please do let me know how are you enjoying these episodes? Do you have someone that you want to hear in this space? Do you have a question that you are looking to have answered or a theme that is of interest to you? Please connect with me on social media. All of my links are also in the show notes. I am sending you so much love and I will see you next week. Namaste.